Today I want to talk a little bit uh, about uh, not the big vision, but the kind of the big character of this place uh, and something that we talk about a lot here, which is the fact that we're, we're a place of landing and launching. Uh, this is a harbour of hope. You know, we draw a lot on the fact that God has placed us here in the docks, in the Docklands, in this place of mobility uh, and, and often transience. Uh, but we are a harbour and people land here and they launch here. And that really informs something of the character of this church family. Uh, and if you're here for the first time today or you're just kind of landing in this place, uh, hopefully this is something that's helpful uh, for you to get to know us a little bit more. And for those of us that have been landing here a while. Hopefully this is a helpful kind of reminder, a kind of a mirror up to who we are uh, and the people that God has called us to be uh, in this place, in this harbour of hope, which is a dynamic space. You know, who knows that life doesn't stay still for very long at St. Paul Shadwell. Uh, you know, there's lots going on and we love that. We love the fact that God has called us uh, into so many uh, things. And I want to read you, this. I read it every now and again, there's a little we are statement um, that, we, that we wrote a, a couple years ago. And I think it kind of uh, poetically grasps something of our character. Uh, and it's here on these cards. You can grab one of these, quite, you know, attractive. Yellow and red stripes. Yeah, great, thank you. Uh, and it says this, it says, it says, we are. We are the church on the highway. The church in the docks. The church with the big red door. For hundreds of years, we have harboured worshipping communities in East London. We are full of bold hope and generous love, a chapel of rest for sea captains and labourers alike. We are a house of prayer, a place of fun and laughter, and a family of friends and adventurers. We are a refuge of peace in the storm and a launchway into the new, the exciting and the undiscovered. Dive in and explore with us. That's who we are. That's who we are here at St. Paul Shadwell in this harbour of hope. Uh, and we talk a lot about this idea of landing and launching. I love in here this line uh, that says, we are a launchway into the new, the exciting, and the undiscovered. You know, and we talk a lot about launching. We've got up there on our board on the right there, and there's nine, actually kind of ten things that over the last decade we've been involved in launching out of this space. Two weeks ago, we prayed for six new church leaders in training uh, who are being trained here and being sent out and launched into other places. We love this narrative of launching, the way that this little church here in the docks is, is impacting by the power of God uh, way beyond our borders. And we've got a vision to see Disciples made, communities transformed, and churches planted here in East London, all over East London, and beyond. You know, gosh, we haven't talked about it for a while because it's a few years ago, and a lot have happened in these last few years. But I love the fact that up there on that board, we've got Farah Lichtenthal. That's in Austria. You know, what an amazing thing that God called us to be partnering with a church in Vienna, in the Roman Catholic Church, actually, to plant and to launch a team to birth some new things of God in that place. You know, the impact of what God is doing here amongst us is rippling throughout our world. And, and I feel uh, so excited that we get to join in, all of us, and play our part in that. But, you know, you know, whilst launching is exciting, there's something that is required in order to do launching. You know, you can never launch, you know, or, or support others to launch if first 
you don't land. If first you don't land. And the big question uh, today uh, that I want us to think about is what does it look like to land on these shores? What does it look like to land in this harbour of hope? I want you to pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your church. We thank you that you have called each and every one of us to be a part of your family. And Jesus, we thank you for this place. Lord, our little expression of your global family uh, here in, in East London. And Jesus, as we reflect for a moment on your word and the character of who you've called us to be in this place, uh, Holy Spirit, would you inspire us? Would you encourage us? Uh, would you launch us out from this place uh, today uh, into our week uh, a little bit more like you, Jesus? Amen. 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 So what, what does it look like to land on these shores? Well, I think I want to identify a problem, first of all. And the problem is we kind of live in a world that doesn't do landing very well anymore. You know, I think we live in a, in a society here of, uh, of kind of serial launchers. They're the kind of people that we're sort of bred to be in our society today, to be always thinking about the next thing, kind of perpetually transient. You know, we're hypermobile, we move around, uh, we move houses, we move uh, jobs. Now, I mean, gone, gone are the days of a career for life. You know, we move home, we move jobs, our, uh, our relationships change, our, our skill sets change. Uh, you know, we change at a rapid rate, uh, we move around. And this seems to be what we're encouraged to do in our culture uh, and we're surrounded by these powerful tools now that we have it, that help us to kind of reinvent and rebrand ourselves in the most remarkable ways. You know, we're kind of told we can be what we want and we can change what we are whenever we want. Uh, and we can tell everyone all about that loud and clear. You know, life moves and it moves fast. You know, we live in a world of fast fashion uh, and fast food. You know, do, you remember when, do you remember when fast food used to mean you could go out and get a burger. You know, but I mean now, how frustrating is it if you have to wait more than 30 minutes for someone to bring you your burger wherever you are, wherever you dial into Deliveroo? I mean, it's nuts. This is what fast food means now. We've got, I mean, what is it, get here now or something like that. It's this new thing where they're guaranteed to be there in 15 minutes or five minutes or something. I mean, it's just crazy. This is the world that we live in. It's a world of fast change, fast action, fast supply. We get what we want and we get it when we want it, where we want it. You know, this is the society that we live in. And I think what it means is that we're more, we're more independent and we're less committed as people than, than ever before. And, and I think the trouble with this uh, is, that, is that being uncommitted to things, not sort of landing, if you like, to use our language here, not landing well and saying, I'm here and I'm investing in something, and uh, it leaves us kind of in an unstable kind of place. It, I mean, I, there's an analogy that I was thinking about as I was thinking about this. I used to be a canoeing instructor back in the day. Um, before I was here. I used to be a canoeing instructor and I used to canoe and I, used to, I didn't used to sail that much. I wish I sailed. I wish I sailed now, uh, but I always used to think, oh, canoeing is much cooler, but now I wish I sailed. Anyway, I was a canoeing instructor and one of the things that, that, I, that I learned, you know, quick on with my groups is actually one of the most important 
parts of our session is when people get in and they get out of the boat. You know, and actually you can have an amazing session uh, and uh, you can have a whole load of fun in your boat, you can be canoeing really well, but actually when you come to land on the shore, okay, if you don't get out of your boat and land well, then you are in trouble. Uh, and what a lot of people do, and you may have experienced this if you've ever been canoeing or kayaking or sailing or anything like that, is you kind of get out of your boat like that and, there's, and then, and then you're, suddenly you're stuck. And, and, and you're like this, and you've got one foot in the boat, and you've got one foot on the land, and you kind of you go, I'm not going to do it any further because I've got a bad knee. But, um, but you get my point. You know, actually, if we don't land with two feet straight away, then we find ourselves in a really unstable position. You know, landing requires both feet. And I think this is something that our society doesn't encourage much in us these days. You know, we're always told to kind of have one foot in something else. We're always thinking about, well, what's the next thing that's coming up? You know, maybe I don't want to commit 100% to what I'm doing right now because actually there's something else coming around the corner. And I, I want to, you know, it's kind of like the FOMO generation, isn't it? It's the fear of missing out. If I invest too much in this, then I might miss that that's coming. But I think all it does is it breeds an instability in us. You know, landing well requires two-footed commitment. You know, to land in the plans, the good plans and promises of God requires a two-footed approach. Um, hey, why don't you turn with me to Jeremiah 29. Um, many of you will be familiar with Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know, know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. You know, lots of us will know that. It's kind of one of those famous verses that often kind of goes in, in here. Um, and we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But before we get there, I want us to read verses four to seven, because the context of this passage is really, is really important. Uh, and actually, let me give you a little bit of kind of historical context before we read it. Uh, so we're going to be in Jeremiah 29, starting at verse four. Um, but what we need to know is that this was a, this was a time of exile. So this was a time when the people of God uh, were in exile. So what had happened is that Israel uh, was initially a single nation, it was God's people, uh, and then all sorts of, sort of shenanigans and problems happened and it ended up becoming a divided nation. So there was Israel in the north and Judah in the south. So it's now kind of a divided nation. And then, uh, and then we read about the Assyrian Empire that rises up, they war on Israel in the north and they, and they conquer them and they sweep through the northern kingdoms and Israel goes uh, into exile. They're defeated, but Judah is still strong. And Jerusalem, which was the capitals there in the north of, uh, of, uh, of, of Judea. And, um, and then the Assyrians are in the north, the Babylonian Empire rises up and kind of comes through and just wipes out the lot. Everything gone. Northern kingdom, gone. Southern kingdom, gone. You know, the people of God splintered, dispersed, in exile. Uh, and this is a period kind of in the, the sort of second half of the Old Testament that we read uh, that the prophets speak into. And a lot of the prophets uh, that we read, second half of the Old Testament, these are words from God spoken to people in exile. You know, and it's important that we understand uh, that, that context. And so the prophet Jeremiah was actually living in Jerusalem still, but he wrote a letter to the, to the Israelites, the people of God, who were in exile. So they were taken away to a foreign uh, land. And, um, and what had just happened, and actually this is key, is that there was a prophet, another prophet called Hananiah. 
who we realize is a false prophet. And what he says to the people of God in exile is he basically says, but don't worry too much about, about what's, what's going on right now. God is coming. Something new is coming. He's going to rescue you. So don't, don't worry about what's going on today. Just think about tomorrow. God is coming. Something new is coming. And of course, there's a very kind of subtle, false message in there. And actually, the prophet Jeremiah writes the word of God into this situation, and he says, no. He says, no, that is not. That is not the word of the Lord. Forget today. Look at tomorrow. And instead, Jeremiah writes this from verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those that I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease and also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you in exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, so you too will prosper. For I alone know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Yes, it's interesting when we take the context of these scriptures and really allow God to challenge us with his word today. And we see there's a whole load of good old wisdom going on here in this passage, isn't there? It's old wisdom, but I think it's something that is really fresh and important for us today. Us who uh, are living in a time that's more mobile, more transient than ever, more connected but less committed. And as God's people, we are called to be a people who land really well. And I think you can apply this in lots of areas of your life. You could apply this to your job. You know, maybe you've just got a new job. Maybe you've just moved into a new home. You know, maybe you're in a new neighborhood, a new street. You know, maybe you're in a new relationship. You know, whatever. There's lots of ways that we can apply these principles for landing well. Uh, and I'd love you to take that and think about that. But today I really want to f- focus that question on what does it mean to land, to be landed at St. Paul's Shadwell? What does it mean to land here? I mean, I think one of the problems that we have with landing is that we think, well, maybe I'm not going to be somewhere for long. Because we do a lot of things in a temporary way in our culture. And actually, there's a, there's a, that's kind of how it is. There are just a lot of things that we don't do for very long. And I think within that context, particularly people like us in a a mobile, fast-moving city where things do change a lot, we need to ask, how do I land well, regardless of how long I am somewhere? What does landing look like on these shores? Well, uh, verse 5, landing looks like building a home. So Jeremiah said, he said, build houses, settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they produce. 
You know, this is a, a direct opposite to the, the false prophecy from Hananiah that basically said, don't worry about today because it's what's coming tomorrow that is more important. Now, Jeremiah says, no, get comfortable quick. Get comfortable quick. You know, build something right now. Right now, where you are. Own this season. Own this space. Because it's yours. Yeah, I mentioned the, um, uh, the, the church partnership that we got involved in in, in Vienna. Um, actually, we ended, there was quite a lot of stuff that was happening across 2018 and 2019 that required uh, me to travel a little bit. Uh, I don't travel much, but we traveled a bit, and so we were st- staying in a number of different houses and some different hotels. And, um, and, uh, and one of the things, someone said this to me, and, and I kind of put it into practice, and it really made a massive difference. Whenever I went to a hotel... Someone said to me, uh, make sure, as soon as, as soon as you get there, it doesn't matter how long you're going to stay for, unpack your suitcase. Unpack your suitcase. You know, as soon as your pants are in the drawer, you feel like you've landed. You're settled. Suddenly that place becomes home. I mean, it does. You know, I'll challenge you. Try it. Next time you go away and do anything, you know, unpack your case. You know, we don't do that often, do we? And when we don't do that, we've just, we're living out of our suitcase. Even if we're there for a few days, you know, we're you know, rummaging around, trying to find your socks, whatever, you know, move, and then putting it all back in your case again. You know, unpack, put stuff in the drawers. You know, even if you're not somewhere for long, own it. Own this season. You know, and that's why I want to say uh, to all of us here, you know, this, this church, this, this house, it's yours. It's yours. It belongs to you. Own it. Own it. You know, make the most of this season that God has called you to. You know, you're here for such a time as this. You know, unpack. Put your pants in the drawer. Get comfortable quick, you know. Because I think when we do that, we can build something. We can build something together. But if we're always thinking about what's coming next, then we don't get... To build. But not only do we not get to build, but actually there's more than that. Uh, he says, build houses, plant gardens, and eat. You know, who's dreaming of a garden in zone two or zone three, you know, in London? You know, we, you know what, but what an amazing invitation. Uh, God says, plant, he says, you can grow something here. You can grow something here. But not if you're thinking about tomorrow. You know, you need to plant something today. Build houses, plant gardens, eat the produce. What an amazing promise from God. You know, whether you're here uh, for six years, for six months, for six weeks, you know, different ones of us will be called to land here for different amounts of time. You know, but actually we can all build, we can all plant, we can all grow. Uh, and, And I think the thing that I love is when people do launch from this place and it's really sad. I think it's one of, the thing, one of the things that I find hardest about this church is this church is a dynamic church and people seem to get sent out and move around all the, all the time. It's remarkable. But it's really, it's really hard saying, saying kind of farewell to people when they launch. But the thing that I love and that encourages me is when people go, they leave, they leave a hole that looks like them. And actually there's a pain in that, but it's, it's an important thing to recognize. You know, because people have landed well. And so when they go, they're missed. But you know what's the amazing thing is God brings others to land. And they, and they begin to build and 
plant and grow. And that's something that we get to do and experience together. That's part of the big character of St. Paul Shadwell, of this harbour of hope that I love to be in, and I hope you do too. You know, but the bottom line is people that don't land, don't build. People that don't land, don't plant, and they don't grow. You know, we can't. So I've got a kind of a simple recipe for us today, for, for landing here. Uh, and that's over there on our Discover More stand. You know, there's no rocket science to this, but we talk about connect, give, and pray. And I'd love to encourage you in this new season as we step forward together uh, to connect, to give, and to pray. Connect, to give, and to pray. This is part of what it looks like to land here on these shores and be a part of building and growing uh, and planting. So connect, how do we connect? Well, you know, this, this is simple stuff. Uh, we, we're hospitable with one another. You know, who knows that hospitality is a spiritual gift, yeah? And this is what, this is what the Bible tells us. You know, and we're to be hospitable with one another. If you want to connect, invite someone to dinner. Even better, invite yourself around to someone else's house for dinner, you know? We've got, I've got a little girl who's nine, Adelaide, and uh, I love her lots, and we often go swimming on a Saturday morning. And, uh, and, she, and she's like, I mean, those of you that know Adelaide, she's, there's a boldness to her. Uh, she, she's good at just speaking to people. But I don't know if it's just, you know, because she's, you know, now she's nine, she's getting a bit older. Um, she's got this thing now on a Saturday morning, we'll be in a pool, and she often says, Daddy, can you, can, you help me, can you help me make friends? Can you help me make some friends? And so suddenly there's a little shyness that's creeping in. And I say, look, come on, Adelaide, we've just got to go and say hi. Let's just go and say, you can say, hi, my name's Adelaide. What's your name? You know, and actually, do you know what? That's what we all need to be doing. But it's not as easy as it sounds sometimes, is it? Because we're all a little bit shy. You know, but we need to say, hey, as a part of landing in this place, we just need to, we need to say hi to one another. We need to be hospitable, allow the spirit of hospitality to flow amongst us. You know, let's, let's eat together, let's drink together, uh, let's do some stuff together. You know, one of the best ways to get to know people, other than eating and drinking together, which is number one, <laughs> is, is to do some things together. You know, we all like doing stuff, don't we? And we all like doing different stuff. Some people like playing board games. You know, there's a place for that here. Some people don't like border games so much. I'm not going to say which camp I'm in. Um, I definitely know Philippa and Simon love board games, though. So if you want to get to know Philippa and Simon, invite them around for a board game night. And these are some tricks, you know. This is what we can do for one another. But we all love doing things together, so let's do it together. And let's invite one another into our lives. You know, we have a number of teams here that operate at church, and these are great ways to do things together to get to know people. You know, it's lots of those things happen on a Sunday. So you come in any, you're going to be here worshipping anyway. So why don't you serve alongside someone else? Get to know someone. You know, be on the tea and coffee team. Be on the welcome team on the door. Come and be in the worship team. Help out with the kids and the youth. You know, help set up, help set down. You know, this is a kind of all hands on deck place. You know, when I describe the way that our church functions sometimes to people, it feels really inefficient sometimes. I say, hey, you know, we need about 30 people just to do the things that we do together. Yeah, but that's the point, because we're doing it together. Church is not an activity that you go and consume. It's a community that you come to be a part of and connect into. That's what landing on the shores of St. Paul Shadwell looks like. 
It's connecting into one another. The way we eat and drink together, the way that we do stuff together. You know, and of course, our docs. Uh, if you've not heard of docs before, it's kind of our you know, midweek or weekend, smaller, mid-sized community groups. Uh, you know, this is kind of our foundational structure of community here. Uh, and uh, often they're sort of geographic, whether that's around here in this area, Wapping or Bermondsey, or whether we're in Limehouse or Stepney or further out east or wherever we're coming from, there are groups of us that gather together to do life together. This is a big group and it's difficult to get to know people here when we've just got a small amount of time on a Sunday. But in our docks, we agree to care and share and dare. We care for one another, we share life and we dare one another to go deeper with Jesus. You know? And life goes up and down, doesn't it? And sometimes we fall in and out of these things. But the reality is, is God calls us to keep landing, to keep connecting to keep building relationships with one another. So connect, connect. You know, give, the next thing, give. Uh, The prophet Jeremiah says, marry, have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons, give your daughters in marriage. I'm not saying you like give your daughters away, that's not the point of this preaching. Give your daughters in marriage so that they too might have sons and daughters. Increase in number, do not decrease. You know, you could say it like this perhaps. You know, if landing looks like building, But landing looks like investing. It looks like investing, and not just investing now, but actually investing in a a legacy. You know, I think that's what happens when we give into the life of God's community. Stuff happens now and stuff happens to come. We make an investment for now and for the future. You know, we're all here today because someone invested. People have been investing here for over 350 years. 350 years people have been investing in this place, building this harbour of hope. You know, what an amazing thing to consider. You know, we don't consider these kind of things very well often because we're so caught up in, uh, in what's going on and what's coming next. But actually, we're here because for 350 years people have been investing in this space, giving sacrificially to the things of God here. You know, now it's our turn. You know, landing looks like investing and investing in a, in a legacy. You know, we're here because someone's invested. I, I'm here because people have invested in me. You know, I'm sure we've all got these stories, haven't we, where people have taken the time and the energy, often at great cost, to, to invest in us. That's, that's certainly my story. I'm here because men and women throughout my life have invested in me. And my challenge to you is, is what and who are you investing in today as you find yourself landing on these shores? You know, and the things that we invest are our energies and our time and our money. You know, we don't often talk about money, we're not great about it in the UK, you know, but giving of our money is an important thing. You know, Jesus talks about money more than almost anything else. You know, where your treasure is, where your heart is. You know, and we give here in the house of God, uh, kind of for three reasons. We give one because it's part of our worship, because we say, hey, God, all this is yours, and we're going to worship you with what we have. So we give because it's an act of discipleship. It's an act of worship. And we want to give to God because we love him. Uh, The second thing, we want to give because we see God's vision for the place that we are. You know, I love the two boards that are at the back. 
uh, of this church. You'll see them when you go out the door. There's a whole list of donors who gave to, to build this place. You know, there's some remarkable things written on there, which like, you know, I give this amount of money and its interest forever. And I'm not quite sure what happened to some of those things. I'd love to know. But there's some really interesting comments there. Read them. But it's, it's a list of people that have given and invested in this place. You know? And uh, so we give because it's worship. We give because of vision. And we give because God moves our heart. Compassion. You know, these are the reasons that, that we give. We give because we see need. And I'd encourage you to think about how is it that you might give your energy, your time, and your finances as you land here at St. Paul Shadwell. Uh, you know, if you want to find out more, go to sps.church forward slash give, sps.church forward slash connect, sps.church forward slash pray. It's as easy as that. And you can find out some stuff on the Discover More stand. But the, the, what we learn here from Jeremiah is that increase follows investment. Increase here, don't decrease. You know, let's not defer that until tomorrow. But let's say today, I'm going to invest. I'm going to land with both feet in the place that God has called me. And finally, pray, pray, pray. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you to in exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you will too. You know, landing looks like building. Landing looks like investment. And landing well, it looks like good news for everyone. It looks like good news for everyone. And there's a radical thing that's happening here because the Israelites are in a foreign country. They're, they're, they're with a people that have smashed their country to pieces and carried them off in exile. But God says, pray for them, bless them, prosper them. You know, they're the ones that need to be in your prayers. That's a remarkable thing to hear, isn't it? You know, and, and wherever God has called you to land, the word of God is to pray for that place. Pray for your workplace, whether you like it or not. Pray for your boss, whether you like him or not. You know, pray for your city, whether you agree with its politics or not. You know, pray for our new king, whether you agree with the monarchy or not. You know, pray, pray, pray that all those around you might prosper because gosh that is the heart that God has given to us to be a blessing you know and pray that God shapes your desires and your hopes that they might be in line with his where he's called you to be you know and there are lots of different ways that we pray in this place so I'm going to tell you about one of them again you can go to sps.church forward slash pray and you can check it out but um, something that's really encouraged me this week um, because, you know, who knows that, that as we move around in our lives, we're called to be carriers of peace. You know, we're called to tread the gospel of peace. You know, and uh, we've just started a new initiative of prayer walks uh, around East London. It's something that we're joining in with churches from across town hamlets to do uh, every other Thursday morning, 7 till 8. It's an early morning for some of us. Uh, but I'd encourage you, come and get involved. Come and get involved. We, live, we all live all over here. You know, we're kind of local and gathered as a church. And so we thought, well, what an amazing opportunity to move around and pray in different neighbours, different communities, different people joining us at different times. We started this Thursday, just gone. We went and prayed over around sort of Poplar Way over in the east of this borough. Uh, and it was amazing. And, and Mark reminded us at the beginning of that prayer walk uh, that actually when we walk, just walking sometimes is a prayer. Is a prayer. 
you know, because our feet are called to be shod in the gospel of peace. And actually, as a people, we're called to carry the presence of God wherever we go and believe that God will bless those around us, that we might see things change, disciples made, communities transformed, churches planted. And I want to encourage you to pray, whatever that looks like. Maybe you could come and join us on a Thursday. Uh, you can find the link for the different routes that we're going to be taking on the, on the website. You can follow that through. Come and join us. It's amazing. And, and I, I was so encouraged by the hour that we spent walking and treading peace around that little bit of East London. That's what we're called to. You know, people that land here are good news to everyone because we carry the good news of Jesus. Would you stand?